Welcome to the Emotional Wealth Podcast, hosted by certified financial planner, Lon W. Broski. Every two weeks, Lon discusses the current most relevant topics in today's financial climate. He will share with you his insights from 20 plus years of experience that he has found is most important in accomplishing your financial goals. Topics include the equity markets, saving and investing for your goals, the impact on your financial plan as it relates to current events, and more. Now, here is your host of Emotional Wealth, Lon Broski. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Emotional Wealth. My name is Lon Broski. I'm a certified financial planner with Pines Wealth Management in St. Louis, and so glad you could be with us here today. And, and the purpose of us doing these podcasts is very simple. We want to help educate investors. We want to help you to make better, more intelligent decisions within your financial plan. And it's going to help get you closer to where you want to go. It's going to help you get on track and stay on track with your own financial goals. And so today I want to talk about a process, setting up and developing a process. Because our last podcast, we talked about your behavior. We talked about why your behavior was so important and managing that behavior and recognizing your behavior. Because it's so hard to do in today's environment when we're constantly surrounded by fear. And everything that we read is driven towards fear. It's pandering to our fear, pandering to our emotion. And sometimes emotions are detrimental to our financial plan, to our financial goals. may not recognize it. We need to understand it. But having a process will help you do that. So this podcast, I'm going to make a piggyback, if you will, a little bit off of our last one when we talked about your behavior. So now we start the podcast off with a quote, and, and one of my favorite quotes from Benjamin Franklin, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And that quote is so impactful for this particular podcast, because we're going to be talking about a process. And so a process really begins with an idea. I decide that I'm going to sit at the kitchen table, have myself a cup of coffee, and I get this crazy idea to climb at Mount Everest. Because I saw a documentary recently on Mount Everest. And I thought, hmm, well, that seems like a worthy goal. I'm not a mountain climber. I've never climbed a mountain ever. Any resemblance of climbing that I have ever done has been one of those places that you go to and you climb all these various different walls. That's the extent of the experience that I've had climbing. But if I'm going to decide to climb Mount Everest or my goal is to climb Mount Everest, that's not something that I get up today, buy a ticket to Mount Everest, and then decide to climb it. I have to have experience. I have to have a plan. And and this plan may not be a week plan. It may not be a month plan. It may be a plan that's going to take several years, but I have to develop a plan where it's going to allow me to build up my experience, to build up my stamina in order to be able to climb Mount Everest. The first step in the process was setting a goal. If you get up today, sit at your kitchen table, drink your cup of coffee, look out at the hummingbirds that are on the patio, and you decide that you're going to retire... You just set a goal when you said you wanted to retire. That's step one in the process. You've got to identify that goal very specifically. So when you decide that you want to retire, just like in in establishing the goal of climbing, I established the goal of climbing Mount Everest. That's specific. And when you're developing your own financial process or you're following your own financial process, your goal is going to be the same thing. Now that I've decided that I'm going to retire, I have to be specific with that goal. What age do I want to retire? How much am I going to be asking from my investments? 
What's my monthly paycheck going to look like in retirement? That's what we have to do in our financial process. Get specific with your goals. We can't just decide, well, a financial goal of mine is retirement because retirement means different things to different people. My definition of retirement may be entirely different than yours. So we have to understand that. We have to get specific with those goals. And it may not be retirement. It may be that I want to send my kids to college or I want to take a vacation to Fiji or I want to buy a boat or I want to buy a second home. These are all goals. And I would encourage you to really search deeper than even goals. So take a couple of minutes when you go home tonight and I want you to write this question down. What's important about money to you? And if you answer that question, you'll get down to some really deep answers and you start to know yourself when it comes to your financial goals. Like maybe your answer would be, well, what's important about money to me? It provides me with security. Well, how do you define security? And as you start to dig into that question, what's important about money to you a little further, your goals will start to develop. And then once you do have that goal, other questions will pop up. Just like we talked a moment ago about your retirement. When do you want to, what age do you want to retire? How much are you going to be asking per month from your investments? What do you want your paycheck to be in retirement? That's getting specific. And as we get specific, we'll start to understand exactly what that goal is and it'll become refined. And then from that point, we can talk about properly setting up those goals. And how do we do that? Well, we develop a plan. That's the second step in the process. Just like we talked about with Mount Everest. My goal was, well, I want to climb the highest peak, which is Mount Everest. That's a specific goal. My next step is, I'm not a mountain climber. I got to develop a plan here. I live in Missouri and the tallest peak in Missouri is Town Sock. Maybe I start there, which is only at a thousand feet, 1,772 to be specific, but maybe I start there. Again, that's part of my plan. And then I move to other peaks and then maybe I get to the highest peak in North America, which is Denali. That's the plan in order to get to the goal of climbing Mount Everest. And in your financial process, it's the exact same. You've got to develop that plan in order to reach your goal. That plan is the heart of the process. And so why is it important to develop the plan? Because the plan is going to allow us to know exactly what actions to execute. That third step is owning the right investments. Because if I own the right investments, and I know that I own the right investments because they fit the plan, which is designed to reach the goals. Because where I see clients and so many people that I've met with, where I see them getting lost is they focus on the wrong thing. They focus on the investments first. Oh, well, I got a 20% rate of return this year. I did very, very well. And my question would be, did you need that 20% return? Well, it's got to be the higher the return, the better, right? Because higher returns means higher risk. Majority of the time. Do you need to take on that much risk? I don't know. What are you trying to accomplish? We have to own the right investments. I know that if my investments fit the plan, then I'm in the right place, regardless of the return. 
I'm not chasing return. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm chasing my financial plan. I'm chasing my financial goals. And when you have that process, and when you have that plan, the word chase now is not correct. We shouldn't be using the word chase my goals. I should be using now I'm pursuing my goals because I've got a plan. And so that third step in making sure that I own the right investments, how do I know that? I know that my asset allocation, whether I have 10% in large size companies or small size companies or, or bonds or, or international or alternative investments or oil or whatever, I know if my assets are correctly allocated, because they fit into my plan, then I know that I'm in the right spot, regardless of what the S&P 500, regardless of what the outside influences are telling me, because I didn't do as well as my neighbor. I'm sorry, but I'm not competing against my neighbor. If he gets a 90% rate of return, God bless him, because I know the rate of return that I got is a perfect fit for my plan. It has nothing to do with what everybody else does, but it has everything to do with my plan. Again, referring back to Mount Everest, I got to know exactly which strategies I'm going to use in order to get to Mount Everest. I'm going to climb the smallest peak first. That's part of the steps in order to follow the plan. The process that we implement in our financial life, it's got to be flexible. It can't be so rigid that if something happens, a wrench gets thrown into the process that it throws all of my work out the window. The process has to be flexible so that as your life unfolds, it develops and implements strategies that are necessary for you to stay on track with your goals. It has to be flexible because I may get to Mount Denali and it may be totally a washout that day and I can't climb the mountain. What are you going to do? Got to be able to change. So instead of climbing it on Tuesday, maybe I climb it on Thursday because the weather's going to clear up. That's what I mean by flexibility within your financial plan. If your large company manager didn't do as well as his peer group, we need to make a change. We need to be flexible with that. Or if we have gotten off track because of expenses or something has popped up on an idle Tuesday that we didn't plan for in our financial plan, has to be flexible. we got to be able to make adjustments on the fly. The other thing that the, the process will allow us to do is it allows us to focus on the right thing. Because we have massive amounts of information at the tip of your fingers, which can get you off track so easily. And by having a financial process, it keeps us engaged. It keeps our focus on the right thing. I want you to eliminate the word if from your financial planning vocabulary, because if we should have a market correction, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. When we have that market correction, I have to understand how my investments are going to act within the financial plan that's designed to reach my goals. I got to know what's going to happen, and I got to know how it's going to impact my plan. Because at the end of the day, do we have enough? I'll ask you one question. Would you rather outlive your money 
or your money outlive you? You know the answer to that question. I, I, I know what your answer to that question is. But our ultimate goal would be for our money to outlive us. So it's not a matter of quantifying how much you need or you should have at your age. Because I get that question a lot. How am I doing? How do I compare with other people my age? And I say, wait, 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 wait a second. Back the comparison truck up. I don't want to compare you with anybody, number one. And number two, we all have different goals. It's not about comparing your wealth or what you're doing with somebody else. What I want you to do is I want you to compare what you're doing within your own plan. Does it fit the plan, which is designed to reach your goals? That's what's most important. Going back to Mount Everest, we established the goal of climbing Mount Everest first. Given my lack of experience of climbing, right, my plan is going to be a bit longer than someone else who has been climbing for many years. My plan is possibly going to take longer. I'll have more obstacles to overcome, literally. Maybe I won't be able to travel as much because of my job. Maybe I'll get, because of my age, I'll experience more injuries than someone who's younger. All those things factor into my plan to climb Mount Everest. And your financial planning process is exact same analogy. Establishing financial goals when you want to retire would be a goal. Then I'd Getting specific with that goal. What age? How much does my paycheck need to be? That's a specific goal, just like we identified Mount Everest, a specific goal. And then in the financial planning process, you're going to develop the plan on how to reach that goal. And the last part of that process is owning the right investments, just like we did in our Mount Everest plan, taking the right steps in order to get closer to that goal. And in your financial process, owning the right investments that fit the plan. If I own investments that fit the plan, then I know that I'm in the right spot, regardless of the outside noise that I'm being bombarded with. I know that I own the right thing. So the three steps in the process is what's going to allow us to manage our behavior, give us an advantage in managing our behavior. Is it a panacea? No, but nothing is. When it comes to your financial planning, nothing is. But the process is another step to help you, to assist you in managing your behavior, which is what emotional wealth is all about, right? That's the heart of what we do for our clients is managing your emotions because it's so hard to do. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us. That's all the time we have for this week. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to share our podcast via your favorite social media You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you have any specific topics that you would like for us to discuss, please reach out to us. Reach out to us from your favorite social media website or email us. You can feel free to email me at lbroski at pineswealth.com or you can call me 314-576-6767 extension 107 is the number. Again, 314-576-6767. 6767 extension 107 is the number. And remember, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. 
You've been listening to the Emotional Wealth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Lon, you can follow him on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, or visit his website at pineswealth.com. And as always, if you have any questions or ideas for upcoming podcasts, please call Lon anytime, toll free, 800 467 6567 or email him at podcast at pineswealth.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, happy money.